to the Gods to Ghosts Volleyball Podcast with your host slash Wisconsin Volleyball Nobody Hack, Scott Bemke, for part two of our interview with Davey Boardwell. Enjoy. Do you want to talk about Erickson? I do want to talk about Keith Erickson. Wasn't he or isn't he one of your best friends? Yeah. Gosh, that guy was a phenomenal athlete. Must be rough to to play basketball for John Wooden, and then in the NBA, and and played uh, fourteen years in the NBA. He and Selnick were really good buddies. Like he played a lot of tournaments with Keith when there, when Selnick was really really on the on the uh, south side, and uh, and he would carry Gene, and they were fun to watch though. So. But some, but am I, do you want, am I telling, telling you about Erickson now? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, I got a great story on Erickson. All right, so let's many, hear it. So many people that saw this day. We're playing in the uh, State Beach Open. No, it was the State Beach Doubles Championship. Von Hagen and I are playing uh, Erickson and his partner. I can't remember his name now. Uh, he was a good, really good player. Oh, Larry... Uh, I can't remember his name. He was a big guy, too. 6'5", could really hit the ball. Larry Milliken? No, 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 no. Uh, He was better than Milliken. Uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, we're playing them. And Keith and I are really good friends. And we used to like to piss each other off all the time. So right before the match started, we went up and we shook hands with uh, Keith Keith and this other guy. And... uh, Erickson, and there's a huge crowd at State Beach. Erickson puts out his hands, shook hands with Von Hagen, shook hands with me, and I slapped him in the face. This is going to be so easy. You're not going to. You're you're easy. The whole <laughs> beach just the whole beach about died. Erickson, Erickson just looked at me, and he he didn't surprise him because we did like stuff like this to all, each other all the time, and we still don't do it. And uh, so we go back to serve, and Von Hagen is, uh, we won the serve. So Von Hagen goes, he said, well, I'm not serving here. I said, no, I said, serve him. He said, what do you mean, serve him? <laughs> he said, he's so pissed at me. He's bright red. I said, he's going to try to put the ball through me, and I'm going to dig him. He goes, you're crazy. I said, just put it, serve him. So he served him. Erickson passed the ball. He was so high in the air, his shoulders, he was, it looked like his stomach was over the net. So he hit the ball straight down, and I went in, and I went, I was five feet from the net, and I dug the ball, and it went off my arms, and then went through my arms, hit me, and bounced up and hit me in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laying on my back. <laughs> and he says, I'm pretty easy, huh? And I said, yep. 
So Eric's my hand goes, you're crazy. I said, wait a minute. We can read in a timeout. <laughs> I said, I can't move. <laughs> Need to ice my nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Well, he showed you. Yeah, he did. And he, some guy about three weeks ago came up to me in the gym and said, did, you know, I was at that match when you played Erickson in State Beach, and you hit, you slapped him in the face. And uh, I said, yeah. He said, that was unbelievable. He said, I thought he was going to try to kill you. No. Another time what I did, what I did with Keith was uh, we were in a bar in Manhattan Beach. And uh, so we had a pitcher of beer. It was down at Strand in Rosecrans. And I said to Keith, hey, let's start a fake fight. He says, why? Why do you want to do that? I said, I bet we can get everybody fighting. <laughs> and he goes, he says, Porto, you're so damn nuts. So I took a pitcher of beer threw it in Erickson. And he t- took a picture of beer, threw it at me, and then we, f- we fought. We were rolling on the floor and everything like that, did a fake fight. The whole bar broke out in a fight. The cops came. <laughs> we crawled. All the guys are on the floor fighting and everything. Keith and I crawled through them, went outside, and, and the cops didn't get us. They arrested everybody in the bar, all these volleyball players. And Keith and I were sitting out on the bench laughing as they, as they were being arrested. And they were so pissed at us, <laughs> as you can imagine. Right. Do you remember the name of the bar? The Strand. It was called The Strand? Yeah, in Rosecrans. Wow. Classic. Oh, you're 5'9". Erickson's what, 7? 6'6". Gosh. David versus Goliath, and then you guys rolling yeah. around on the floor and and sneaking out and letting everyone else take the fall for you. Good I stuff. Went with, I went with Keith uh, about so about three months before John Wooden died, and uh, we had we had breakfast with him. And John Wooden said that when we're having breakfast, he said Keith is the best athlete I ever I ever. Ever I had on any of my teams, even better than Rafer Johnson, who won the Olympics. And he said, Bordeaux, I've watched you play volleyball for years. You are the quickest person I've ever seen in my life. And Keith goes, Don't tell him that. He said, He is. I never seen anybody could jump off the sand and as quick as you. That was probably the best compliment I ever got. Right from arguably the greatest coach that ever lived. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Great guy, too. What a neat experience you guys had being able to interact with him at that time. Uh, Von Hagen always speaks so fondly about him and all these life lessons that he still lives by today. And everybody that played basketball for him, what an impact he had on them. And that pyramid of success still holds true. Keith and I were down in San Diego for the San Diego Open. And we were, uh, we got a bunch of water balloons. We're sitting at the balcony of this house, shooting water balloons at the bend, out on the, on the beach. Well, the guys were playing, and uh, we were also shooting at women who were, uh, you know, laying on their beach towels. And it was funny as hell. People were running all different directions. Here we were playing in the tournament. And we're doing this. You were uh, unloading water balloons on unsu- yeah. unsuspecting uh, people below. Sound like my kind of people. I would have been right there with you. <laughs> well, that, that's where it was different then. They had we had more fun than they do. They don't look. They don't look like they have any fun now. 
more of a job, I suppose, and I guess with with the money that comes comes with it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But still, they don't. Did um, rumor has it that Erickson hit a ball once at Sereno at so hard and at such a sharp angle that it hit the wall at Sereno on a bounce, not over it, but it hit it. Is that true or is that rumor? That's true. Yeah, that's true. From what I understand, that's quite a feat. Yeah, I think the, the bigger feat is to stay beach hitting the ball and hitting the bathroom on the bounce or on the roof. Had any, who, who did you see do that at State? Pete Velasco hit it on the roof on a bounce from Hawaii. He was on the 64 team with uh, Lang, yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. But he hit, no, so what was he, are you hitting right side or left side? He was on the right side. So I he, set him. I, I set him the ball. We were playing down there. If he and I would have played together, we could have won about 10, 15 tournaments. We were so tight. We never lost. Nobody could beat us. When he'd come over and visit and everything, we were really good together. So he hit a ball, what, on the roof or into the bathroom at State? Um, I bounced on the roof. That same, day, that same day, I hit a cut shot. Uh, not a cut shot. Uh, I was on the left-hand side, and I hit it. I hit, I hit, uh, he sent me, and I hit the ball straight down towards the left, towards the left of the right line, and I bounced it into the, the, the street at State Beach. Wish there were video cameras back then, Boardwell. I know. I would have loved to see that myself again. Yeah, I probably would have worn that tape out. <laughs> I saw someone do that one day. He hit a ball. Uh, so what? That's on the north side, and then you're hitting. If you're hitting down the line, then yeah, um, you're hitting south, obviously, and and it, you crush it so hard that it goes up onto the over the road. Yeah, it went into the parking lot and went into the street. We're going to get to Selznick here in a little bit, but was there anything else about Erickson as far as his playing ability? Um, I heard he could pound the hell out of the ball. Yeah, he was a very good ball handler. He could he could run really well. He was really fast. He was one of the few guys that could keep up with me. We raced several times. And I beat him every time, but but he was very fast. What kind of race we talking? Like on the sand from court to court, or are you talking on the track? On the sand. What would you race from where to where? We always used to race down there. And I was going to tell you this next one because Senor Brunacarty used to organize all these races. We'd race it from court the middle of court two to the middle of court one. Okay, and that's about how many yards would you guess? Hmm. Oh, about 70 yards, I guess, 75 yards. Okay. So Steno would uh, rally the troops and, and uh, arrange a race between you all? Yeah, he used to bet people that from other beaches and stuff that, uh, that Boardwalk could beat anybody, and I'll bet you $100. So we used to bet, uh, I'd run for money. Just like your uncle used to do with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never lost. Nobody... Not even close. <laughs> I grew up on the beach, so I had really good beach legs. And Erickson could stay within uh, 
shouting distance of you out there, huh? Yeah, he was always about two, maybe five, ten yards behind me. And Stano went home with a $100 uh, C note in his pocket. No, he stood it with me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's true uh, friendship right there. So we had people come up from the other beaches, uh, the, you know, the South Bay and stuff like that, and San Diego for a tournament, and then we'd have these races. They'd probably look at you and think, okay, well, you know, he's 5'9", and doesn't look like anything special, and then you don't go out there and open a can of whoop ass on him, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Let's move on to Ron Von Hagen. All right. What can you tell us about Ron Von Hagen? Nobody was ever in better shape than Von Hagen. His physical skills were excellent. He learned a lot from Bernie. Bernie taught him a lot. Uh, he was probably the, he was the hardest worker I've ever saw. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I'd get off work and I'd go down to the state beach, I'd play a game and then I'd run to Sorrento in the soft sand and I'd be down the sand. I'd go down there and there's Von Hagen against the wall with one around his waist, jumping up and down after playing volleyball all day because he never worked. That was his job. Yeah. And that he did that extra work, I know, too, in the off-season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he always did that. He was uh, probably, he's never been a nicer guy than Von Hagen. He's just a great guy. Just a really great guy. He comes across that way during the conversations that I have with him now. It's just like I, it's almost unbelievable. But I've, to a man, everyone that I've spoken to, you, Matt Gage, Ron Lang, uh, they all say the same exact thing about him, which I said, think uh, says quite a bit. He was a tremendous competitor. That's the people, that surprised people. Because they didn't think he was at first. But he was. He, we tried to beat everybody 15-0. What was the... One, one other thing about Bernie. I've got to tell this about Bernie. Bernie used to like to uh, take the best girl on the beach, let's say a, G a Jean Brunicardi or a Bob Conrad's uh, mother, Edie Conrad, and he used to like to take her on the court and play the best team on the beach, the guys. And he always could beat the guys with a, with a girl. Is that when he would um, he'd set, put the, the female player to the left or right side and then he would pass yeah. the whole court? Yeah. And yeah. as long as he had someone that could set him, he was going to... Go to town all day. Yeah. And that's what they do. The female wouldn't pass at all. It would be him, and then they'd just set him. Yeah, with the female pass. Although I had, a, I played with a female partner, and we won the uh, the Beach Open Championship, and her name was uh, Rosie Wegrich, and uh, she would dig balls on defense and set me off defense, but she was that good. It was like playing with uh, Bob Hogan or something like that. He was that good. Getting back to Von Hagen here, was there any particular skill of his that resonates with you? Has been something that was special about him? Just his overall strength. 
and his uh, ability to uh, to never give up. He was very strong, strong-minded, and he was uh, he was great to play with. I could make a case for him being the best player ever, actually. And you wouldn't be the only one. When you're talking about best players ever, you could make a case for Lang, Bernie, Selnick, O'Hara, Bright, and uh, Von Hagen. They were all that good. Yeah, that's some rare air right there. Sidney Smith was very good also. I played against him a couple of times, and I just... I played him one day with Selznick. Let's talk about Gene Selznick. All right. You saw him in his prime like nobody else did, both on the beach and also indoors. Yeah. Which I can't wait to ask you about at that 62 Nationals in New York. Mm-hmm. Including the trip out there with the one Ron Von Hagen. And did his, was his dog one of the... Uh, in that car ride out there with you. Oh yeah, his dog was always with me. <laughs> Omaha, that was the dog's name. Yeah, yeah, one of his labs, right? So uh, before we get into that, let's hear about Gene. Let's talk about him first on the beach, and then we'll get into what you recall about him indoors, so that we can cover both the way they should be. In terms okay. of, uh, do you recall the first time you saw him play, and what was your first impression of him? 1955, I saw him play with Bernie in the finals of State Beach Open against O'Hara and, and Don and, and Don uh, Man, Don McMahon. And I couldn't believe that how, first of all, how he could move and his ball control was so good. He had a very good serve. He had a really fast serve. You know, it was as fast as a jump serve. And he could put it anywhere he wanted. He could put that ball right on the line. That's why he was so good and mixed. But the first time I saw him play, I said, I saw him Bernie play. I said, this can't be, these guys are, they can't be this good. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That's when I fell in love with the sport. Watching those two play? Yeah, yeah, it was an inspiration. And they were so funny and cocky and great personality, played to the crowd, uh, were very nice to everybody. Hence the reason Gene had such a following, huh? Yeah. He was like Elvis and the Beatles and whoever else all rolled into one down there from what I heard. Yeah, definitely. So on the beach, he had a great serve. Lang says Selznick is the best digger along with Bernie Holtzman that ever played, including himself. Would that be fair to say? Yes. And he was the best overhand passer? Yeah. And I, do you, would you say that probably is one of the reasons that he was such a great digger, too, is that he could dig balls overhand so well? And oh, yeah. Like he, had, that? he just had great control. He did a lot with his arms like Bernie did, too. What, with that one-arm stab, like the right yeah. hand? Yeah, his left hand. You hear a ball down the line or something, he just put his hand down there and pop it right up. And when he pops things up, he and Bernie, they were, they were perfect set. Perfect set passes. It wasn't a ball that went 30, 40 yards. It was just, it was really perfect. How is his hitting power on the beach? Gene? Yes. Right there with O'Hara. 
he hit the ball very hard. Hit a heavy ball. And he, and he used to hit very well back off the net, too. He's just a great hitter. Bernie always said Gene was the best hitter who played in the beach. I bet I can count on one hand the number of balls that I saw, I saw Gene hit out. You hardly ever hit a ball out. And he had great shots, too. Oh, God, yeah. He was a magician with the ball. Like it was on a like it was a yo-yo, and he was just toying with you. I've heard. At the end of his uh, career, uh, when he and Lang were still playing, he liked to shoot the ball a lot, and just to, for the crowd, he used to love it. You know, and Lang used to be pissed all the time. Gene, <laughs> get up, hit the ball, come on! <laughs> and uh, he just wouldn't do it. He tried. He always used to try to shoot me. And I used to kid him all the time. I said, Gene, you can't just shoot me. <laughs> he couldn't, but he thought he could. In the crowds of people that followed him, what was it about his personality that was so magnetic that he just had followers? I mean, people would literally get off the court if he showed up like, and be honored to do it. I heard it was just like mind-blowing, the control. He was just a really nice people. guy. A lot of people that were in college, uh, he gave them jobs at his parking lot. Like everybody worked at Gene's parking lot. I worked at his parking lot. Parking cars, you know? Mm-hmm. He just treated people real well. He was a nice guy, except O'Hara. <laughs> they just they didn't treat each other very well. What about his dancing skills? Were they every, is advertised? Yes. Great dancer. I heard Lang could uh, cut the rug pretty well, too. I'd say um, not in that category, but he's yeah, laying it, but not like Gene. Now, Von Hagen has told me that in 62, he made a trip out to Nationals in New York. Yeah, right. Was that that yellow wagon that he had? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it's you, Von Hagen, in Omaha from Los Angeles to New York, cross right. country. Yeah. It was actually in Philadelphia where he did that, 62. Okay. So first off, how was that road trip? Did you do the movie Vacation and the Family Truckster? We had a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I think uh, I think Jack Jensen was with us, too. We had a great time. Who was with you? Jack Jensen. Okay. The guy that played on the indoor team. We had a great time. But something just... He was hitting the ball so hard that turn. At Nationals, he was really yeah. unloading? Oh, it was unbelievable. He'd hit the ball on the line, hit the guy in the face or in the shoulder. It was just incredible. He'd hit all over the block, around the block. He couldn't block him. Do you think it was one of those deals where he just needed to be motivated and have some big competition, and then he would actually play up to his full potential, it sounds like? Well, I think what it really came down to is in 1960, he won the Nationals. His, uh, and uh, he got... A lot of people thought he was really lucky to win it. He and Lang and their team, Dick Hammer, a bunch of guys. Dick Hammer, who is Sam Darnold's grandfather. You know Sam Darnold, the guy's quarterback? Oh, okay. The, his grandfather was uh, Dick Hammer. was a basketball player and an All-American volleyball player. He's a great player. And uh, people thought they were lucky. They weren't. They were just better. And so Sullivan, I think, wanted to prove to everybody how good he was. 
So he came out there with a chip on his shoulder, basically, in 62. Yeah, and 65 when we won. In 62, who, who all was on that team? And what was the name of his team that he was on? West Side. West Side? Mm-hmm. So it was Sarah. him? Uh, was Bernie on that team? No, Bernie was on my team. Uh, the Philadelphia team. Uh, it was... Uh, Dick Hammer. God, I haven't thought of these guys for years. Uh, Jim Kaufman. That's all right if you don't remember them all. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that, but just out of curiosity. So they had a, a tough team, and they, they won again. Yeah. And Von Hagen made the same comment. I remember either he went up to Gene or you went up to Gene and said, how come you never hit the ball like that? We're not used to seeing you hit the ball <laughs> And just Von Hagen it. did. It was Von Hagen who said it. I was standing there when he said it. And what was Gene's answer? I just felt like hitting the ball, you know, something like that. <laughs> just, oh, wow. Then in 1965, you were out there, and you were on his team, and you were an All-American that year in Nationals. Yeah, right. Right. Were you the MVP, too? No, Gene was. Gene was, and what was that like playing with him indoors that year? Well, he was very motivated because he, he was he was coming off a suspension by the USVBA, and so he wanted to win. And so we used to work out every day. Where would you practice? Westside Jewish Center. Okay. And we would and then we'd practice twice, two nights a week, and uh, and every day. And we got ourselves in great shape. And we, that team, we came, we lost in the, in the, I think it was quarterfinals. And we came back through the loser's bracket. We started playing at 9 o'clock in the morning, and we finished that night at one fifteen. And we Good shape. <laughs> I can say that. You played Von Hagen's team in that tournament too, did you not? They finished second yeah, or third yeah. in Bernie. They finished second, second, I think. How was he indoors? Von Hagen? Yes. Not as good as uh, out in outdoors. He was a good player. Was Al Skates on that team with him too indoors? Yeah. How yeah, was, was Skates as a player? I think most people like me never even knew he played. I just thought he was, you know, the greatest volleyball coach ever. But apparently he was a decent player too, was he not? Player. Very good player. On the beach and indoors, very good. Let's have Very good. So you guys took them down at one fifteen in the morning? Yeah. And Selznick was the MVP and dominated again. Yeah. And couldn't be stopped. Nope. Most people that were there for that tournament said that, that was the best Nationals ever. Because we weren't very big either. Gene was our tallest guy. And, uh, but we dug everything. They'd be going up there and we'd call no. We'd say, if somebody was hitting the ball, we'd call no for them not to block and we'd dig it. You'd dig it or Gene would dig it or who else could? We had Harlan Cohen, Jack Jensen, Danny Patterson. All these guys were really good defensive players. 
inevitably somebody would get their hands on a ball and pop yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, we were, it was ridiculous. Had a guy named Gary Weiss that was a pretty good player. He used to dig well the wall too. Well, see, we played every practice every day at the Westside Jewish Center and digging and hitting, passing. We passed very well too. In fact, on that 65 team, the reason Southern was the most valuable player, besides being the best player, I would pass, Jack and I would pass as many balls as we could so Gene could set. He didn't really pass many balls. And, and, and so everybody got a set from Southern and, and our, we, just hit, we just didn't make mistakes. We, we could all hit the ball very well. And uh, Bernie Holson was the coach of that team, by the way. Did Selznick take his marching orders from him? Yeah. Yeah, Gene started telling him something, something one time, and Selznick goes, hey. No, the Bernie went, I got you here. Right now we're in the finals, and you're telling me what to do? Shut up. <laughs> and Selma shut up <laughs> it was really funny oh boy I'll tell you another funny story about that team Jack Jensen this guy I told you about the really big guy six, he six was one of the hands. guys that you and uh, another guy from the team uh, all kind of piled on bright one time to try yeah, to right. hold him down yeah. and you couldn't do it Yeah, Jack had a very unusual attitude he was a terrific player a good beach player too, but he—if he didn't like somebody, he was going to hit him. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like swing and, the ball uh, at him, or hit the hit a ball at him, or, or no, slug him. Slug him? Oh boy, he would have been a good guy in that uh, Canadian hockey fight with you yeah, in the he bathroom. Was, he, was, he, in fact, during the nationals, and it was supposedly on ESPN too. He took a swing at me in the national fight of the finals. And Sullivan goes, what the hell's going on here? And I said, don't worry, he can't hit me. <laughs> and Bernie was going, what are you doing, Jason? Get out, sit down. He, put him out, he took him out for one point. Couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't have him out for more than that. Did he apologize afterwards? No. He's taken six swings at me. He's never hit me yet. <laughs> He's still whiffing. Yeah. That's why I call it whiff a go go. Classic. This concludes part two of our interview with Dave Boardwell. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for part three.